You're listening to the Homeboys Podcast, recorded in our Indiana office and with combined 40 years of experience. Here's your hosts, Clint and Scott. Six easy steps to becoming a successful turnkey real estate investor. That's our show today. We are the Homeboys. We're very stoked that you're here with us today. Uh, as always, I'm here with the most talented real estate mind of our generation, <laughs> Mr. Scott Adams, my friend and business partner. Uh, How are you? Good. Overselling me every time. I'm going to just keep adding to this every yeah. every podcast. It's, uh, you're going to be a, a superhero Over, by, the, yeah. by the fourth or fifth one. Over but, uh, promise, under deliver. That's right. <laughs> but it's good to be here with you. How's everything in your world? Good, good. How are you doing? I uh, You went to Disney Ice, I hear. Disney on Ice yesterday. Yeah. It was... Uh, me and my wife are big concert people and sporting event people, but we broke back into concerts and sporting events with Disney on Ice. So, um, yeah, the girls were dressed up as Anna and Elsa from Frozen. <laughs> That's so awesome! And uh, it was incredible. Yeah. It was a uh, it was a lot of fun. It's it's wild how you go from uh, rocking out to Guns and Roses and uh, partying it up to now I have kids and. Now Disney on Ice is the uh, is the end all be all. As but, you uh, know, I get it. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm almost on the exit stages with one in college and one almost off to college. But uh, it happened quick, man. Enjoy the ride. Yeah, right. right. Well, we're the homeboys. Uh, I'm Clint Weatherill. We're very excited to have you here. We're going to kick off uh, this topic. It's kind of a, a play off of our last week's topic on what is turnkey. So we're going to dive into it a little bit more. Talk about the six easy steps to becoming a turnkey real estate investor. Uh, just kind of break it down, um, make it real simple to uh, understand. And uh, Scott, why don't you kick us off? So the first step is the easiest step, which is to just focus on turnkey. And and like you said in, in our last podcast, we kind of mentioned, uh, we went over in more detail why we like turnkey uh, so much more than uh, traditional entry means for for folks to get into to real estate and um, and uh, some some kind of interesting nightmare stories of people trying to do it on their own. I'm gonna try not to get as animated. Uh, we talked about some bad scenarios right. uh, last week, and uh, it's uh, it's always an exciting topic to to get into real estate. You and I kind of dove in. You ended our last week's discussion with just do it. And I think that's a great way to, to explain it. You just did it. I just did it. Right. Um, we have a lot of people from out of state that look to Indianapolis or other markets as well uh, to focus on turn, turnkey. And as we said last week, turnkey is really coming in at step Z where we take care of A to Z and they get to come in and have this business in a box from day one. Yeah, in some ways, you know, I wish Turnkey had been around when we got into real estate because we probably just would have a large portfolio and someone else would be doing this work. But at the same time, you know, we wouldn't be where we are today. So thankfully, in some ways, Turnkey didn't really exist much uh, when we were first entering the market. And it's um, when it was first kind of happening 15, 20 years ago, people were kind of figuring out what it was and trying to offer it. Um, you know, you and I, we've we've worked together for so long. Um, we used to talk about whether it was a real trend, whether it would last or whether it wouldn't. And, um, so, so we got to be in the industry for the evolution of it, really almost the invention of it through its application today. And, and it's become pretty standardized. 
um, across different com- across multiple companies and multiple markets. Meaning, there's a lot of companies like ours that prov- do it right. Um, that check every box that you need to to have a good turnkey provider. And um, and so because it's built out, it's a simplest way to enter the market, whether you're experienced or not. Um, we believe in it. In fact, I mean, you, you don't have to just be a beginner um, to to purchase turnkey. We have a lot of clients who are successful real estate investors who say, okay, I've done it all the other ways. You know, um, we've got uh, someone on the West Coast who you and I were just talking about. Um, who used one of the first Domino's franchisees uh, in California. And he's got a portfolio of real estate, not only with us, but with other turnkey providers across the country. And his experience has been very pleasurable through this. Um, Just off of our last podcast, we've had several people that have reached out to us about turnkey. One, uh, someone successful in the pharmaceutical industry that's reached out to us for turnkey. It really helps a lot of people to come in at Step Z because people are busy. Um, There's a lot going on, Uh, longer work hours. Uh, There's more stress in this world. And let's face it, when you're trying to find a property, um, you're trying to pick a real estate agent to find that property, then you work with contractors in order to fix that property up. You're working with property managers. You're trying to get inspections. All of that takes time. And it's very challenging. It's very difficult. Work ethic is becoming a thing of the past these days. And trying to find good people to do it is hard. So the turnkey route really works for a lot of people. And it's an industry that really grew out of need. Uh, There were so many failed situations where people would try to get into real estate and they found out how difficult it was and turnkey industry was born. So that takes me to to step two. If we're going to focus on turnkey, what do you need then as far as reserves, money, Kind of speak to that a little bit and what, what yeah. uh, people can expect. So one of the other great parts about turnkey is you don't have to have a giant bank account. So if you were going to go buy a house out of the MLS and fix it up yourself and then try to get a mortgage, you're going to need a lot of capital to do that, to become an investor through those ways. You're going to need a lot of capital if you want to try to be a commercial, uh, get into the commercial world. One of the beauties of turnkey is the limited amount of capital needed to enter. So traditionally, we see in our market about a 20% down payment. You also want about 5% reserves set aside for each house, um, you know, for unknowns and tenant turns and, you know, all the little wonderful surprises that are in real estate. So you'd want about 25%. And if you're focusing on the right kinds of houses, that means about 25,000 minimum that you need to start. So I know that's probably a lot for a lot of people. It's a lot of money to me. It's a lot of money. And, but if you build that up, you won't believe how fast you can roll and you build a portfolio before you need it. And then you can use the income from those to, to save up your next 25,000. And we see example after example of people starting with one house and snowballing into hundreds. It's actually, whenever you look at how much money it takes, if you were doing it on your own and not going the turnkey route, say you're buying a foreclosed home. 95% 95% of the time that you're buying that home, you're not going to be able to, to, to get lending on it because of the condition that the home is in. It's a cash situation, really, at that point. When, whenever we, as a turnkey provider, buy homes, we are buying them with cash. Right. So 25000 
in reserves and down payment isn't really a lot when you look at the route it would take if you're going the non-turnkey route. Correct. Even if you could get a loan on on a foreclosure purchase by trying to go out and do this on your own without a turnkey provider, even if you could get that loan, you're still going to have to have 20% of that you know, to get into that mortgage. Plus you're going to need all that rehab money plus carrying costs because the house is going to be vacant while you're rehabbing it. So, you know, you're going to have mortgage payments along the way as you're fixing it. It's, it's just, there's just no easier way. There's just no cheaper way to get into the market. And so that's just one of the many reasons that we believe in turnkey. And, um, and having a reserve is is smart in life in general. You know, I know that you and I both listen to Dave Ramsey a lot emergency fund. Real estate is no different. Uh, it, it helps a lot going the turnkey route because there are warranties that are in place and working with a turnkey pri- provider, they a good one anyhow, does rehabs the right way and it does limit your cost, but it is real estate and things can go wrong. So always having that reserve is, is important, not only with real estate, but life in, in general. But uh, okay, uh, moving on to our third point, Find a turnkey provider. And we talked a lot about this last week. And, again, I'm going to try to stay a little less animated because we talked about a lot of horror stories with finding a turnkey provider. However, there are really good turnkey providers across the country. Yes, we are one of them. But there are other markets that are very attractive, uh, you know, for real estate investors. We talked a little bit about screening last week, mm-hmm. but let's go back into let's dive back into this topic without okay. getting uh, too animated about uh, the, the the bad. What are the steps in in finding a good turnkey provider? Well, the first step is what we got so upset about last week, which is when someone when a turnkey provider is selling junk, if if it's in a bad neighborhood and it's a junky property and it looks great on paper, that's the number one thing to avoid. Um, you know, we can, what we went into last week is, is these folks who are out there peddling this junk and they come in, they're a flash in the pan. They're here for two years, three years, and then off to jail. And it's a cycle. So you just have to be true. I mean, I'm laughing, but it's true. You just have to be aware that that is out there in our industry. It's, it's, I don't know why, but it's peppered all throughout our industry. So to get to the good people, you really want to screen. And the best place to start is with the quality of the home. You know, we sell mostly suburban homes that you or I would live in. I think it's funny to think about, you say, really watch the returns. And if they sound too good to be true, you know, they probably are. But I think probably what a lot of people are thinking, so you're telling me to stay away from the high returns. Why would I do that? I'm in real estate for the returns, but yet here you, the real estate expert, is telling me, hey, step back and stay away from the properties that list high returns. I think it's going to be hard for some people it is. To, to, to understand that we have fought it ever since we've yeah. been in business. But we also understand it. So, you know, it's easy for me to say the stove is hot, the stove is hot. Don't touch it. Well, people told me that too when I first got into the business. I went out and I touched it. I had over a hundred of these junk properties. So please, from someone who experienced it and barely survived getting out of those alive and with any money to my name, don't do it. It's just, you know, they don't return like they look on paper. You know, stay away from that 
chasing high returns. Go after steady cash flow. It's the everyone that we know in the business who's successful with a residential real estate portfolio has boring suburban type cookie cutter houses like what we focus on. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the high returns going back to some of our discussion last week. Yes, on paper, some of these properties show higher returns than what a good turnkey provider is actually providing. But what happens, that property's not in a good neighborhood. You're not going to attract the level of tenant that we require for our managed homes. So you get into a situation whenever you're attracting uh, a tenant that's not as qualified, the eviction rate goes up substantially. That tenant's not taking care of the home. You get in this constant cycle. You're on the hamster wheel of fixing the property up, putting a bad tenant in, evicting, fixing the property up, putting a bad tenant, and that hamster wheel, when you're talking about bad properties and bad neighborhoods, it's almost impossible to get off of that cycle. And people are shocked by these returns that they see on these bad properties, and it's hard to get away from that. But I assure you that that hamster wheel is real. It doesn't work for the investor. It doesn't work for us as property managers because we manage all of our properties Mm -hmm. on an ongoing level. And it's hard, but we find it almost every day talking people down from these high rate of return type type properties. Yeah, and let, let me give a quick behind the scenes admission also, which is you and I have to talk each other out of it once in a while too when we see one that comes across that we think, oh, we could make that work. You know, one of us will come to the other and say, well, look at the, you know, what we could do with this property. It's got these numbers. We still have to fight it ourselves because that urge is real and it's understandable. But literally you and I would have to talk each other off the cliff probably once a year each when we see something that looks beautiful on paper and what we could do with it. And so this is a natural tendency that we still fight. You know, we, we stepped in these potholes ourselves, you know, I think it's interesting. You and I have spoke across the country at different real estate conferences and we get two questions after we get off stage almost every single time. It is every single time. One is, do you have any lower price properties? And two is, do you have any duplexes or triplexes, any kind of small multifamily? Um, That's something that we see all the time. And it's literally every time that that we have spoke we don't have the lower price properties because of the hamster wheel that we, we spoke about. And then when it comes to multifamily, a lot of the multifamily properties are owned, the good multifamily properties, I should say, are owned by people that are smart and they're not getting rid of them. No. So a lot of that are available simply do, do not work. Or at, or at the best, they are speculative. They're in areas that are up and coming and they hope that they will continue right. on that path. But we've seen that go wrong too. We've seen it, people do very well on specs stuff. But, you know, again, if you focus on a a provider that's doing good properties and checks all the boxes of making sure they get you to to Z, as you say, which is, you know, the the home is a quality home that's been rehabbed, that's been inspected, that's been warrantied, and they have property management in place. If you focus on those with good houses, you're going to be in great shape, you know. And, And so once you've got that step, the next step is, of course as you know, the lending. And that's a, that's a very 
challenging piece to this because I think there's a common misperception when people are wanting to get into investment property, they go into their local big bank and go to a, a lender at a big bank and say, hey, I'm wanting to get into investment property. And most lenders aren't going to say, well, I don't really specialize in investment property. They're looking to turn and burn. They want as many loans as they can get. So a lot of inexperienced um, loan officers will take investment property when it's really a, a unique niche that a specialist needs to take take hold of. And we've seen that that world is a lot smaller than what people think. And everyone says, oh, well, I've got a guy. Well, you said inexperienced. They're going to say, well, I've got a guy. He's experienced. He's been in the mortgage industry for 25 years. He did my personal residence uh, the last four times I've moved. You know, what do you say to that? I say that I've got a, I've got a guy also mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, regular home loans, and I would never use him you know, for investment property. It's a really a unique niche um, from the, the payments, the, uh, the appraisals, everything is, is unique to how, to how investors need to navigate that investment property where we have like, what, three that we recommend? Yeah, there's about six in our industry, maybe seven, who um, have been around and are proven specialists in, in what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to quickly explain why that matters is that there's a there's a lot of things that a regular mortgage person won't know how to handle with these. So most of the turnkey houses have recently been purchased, fixed up, and are being resold. Well, a lot of mortgage people don't understand how that works with an appraisal process. They'll want to the appraisal will want to go back to the original purchase and won't know how to add in the repairs. It's and a it's, great point. It's a mess, and that's just one of about a million things that go wrong. But besides the fact that um, it can go wrong, the other reason to do it is because if you're going to be doing this, you're not looking to just buy one house and okay, I'm a real estate investor. No, you're looking to build a portfolio. And the best way to build that portfolio is to have a lender by your side for your whole career. You don't want to change lenders. It's no big deal if you if you have to find a new lender down the road, but you want a partner. You want a lender that's a partner. You want a turnkey provider that's your partner in this. And if you have those pieces of the puzzles together, these folks are going to build your business for you. And so getting a lender that specializes in this and can help you along the way, besides that, they see the pitfalls too. We've seen lenders talk people out of, you know, when they see something shady going on, they've, they've called it out before. We see it all the time. We had a 1031 exchange going where um, we had like five houses in the, in the package and someone else had three. So this person was buying eight houses, five with us and three through another shady turnkey provider. And the lender said, you're going to get burned on these other three. You know, and these people ended up paying taxes on those three instead of closing on them. But the lender saved them right. because as much as they pay, had to pay taxes and didn't get to, you know, complete the 1031, they, they saved their butt. So these lenders know what to watch for, too. So having a good partner out there is an amazing thing with a lender. You want someone who knows this business and can help guide you, you know. And the other reason is because... You know, we were talking about, um, well, I shouldn't say their name, but a lender who was getting into our industry, and we had 11 or 12. It was at least. It was a lot. Yeah. We had a whole pipeline. 
um, of clients lender. who were using mm-hmm. this lender because they had the best rates and they were becoming investment specialists. And we had 11 or 12, but across the country, there was thousands, I'm sure. I know there was above Very large lender. Yeah. Very large Very large lender. lender. And when it was time to close, we just kept getting delayed, delayed from these lenders saying, oh, we're not ready to close, we're not ready to close. Well, the lender just said, we don't know how to do this, and pulled the plug, didn't close. Just stopped. Just stopped. And so we had 11 or 12 clients that just, their earnest money was out, they've got, you know, 90 days invested in this, and just gone they're that they're not going to be able to buy it it was a very stressful time it was that was very challenging and it was a it was a great lesson for us in fact i think you had a full head of hair yeah uh, before I did. Uh, <laughs> before we got in uh with this particular lender but i think it's also important to to say you know having a, a lender that specializes in investment property it's also safeguards you people say well how do i know that i'm i'm getting a, a good deal on a turnkey house and the lender, almost 95% of, of, of our deals are done with a lender. And just speak about the appraisal process a little bit. Yeah, so the, the, um, that's the other reason you want this. It's to protect you. So these, these lenders who specialize in this, they also have a, a book of appraisers who understand this. And it's not just helpful that they understand it in order in means of getting the deal done. It's good that they understand it because the appraisers – they know what to watch for. They're not going to just appraise the house because you fixed it up and because you got a deal on it. You know, these are appraisers that are experienced and know what these properties are worth and work year after year with investors and want to make sure that they protect their their client and the bank, which is their job. It's to appraise the, the property on its market value. And so these are appraisers out there that work for these specialists that know investment real estate. They're not messing around. They're, they're the legit... Um, experts in investment property appraisals. They're looking at values of similar houses. They're looking at the improvements that were done to a particular house. They look at all of that, which provides a safety net for the client. It does. And and you say, well, my my giant big box bank, they have an appraiser too. He'll look at that. Yeah, he will. He won't know what he's looking at quite like these people do. You know, they know the true costs of these things and they know um, the different angles that it, that bad investors try to pull they know what good investors do and they know um they know how to walk the walk and talk the talk so not only do you get a good partner and a lender when you do this but you've, you've got you're backed up by all these appraisers that they have access to that are specialists in this and know how to watch out for you so you know pick a good lender we can reach out to us we can help help turn you on to the you know the best in the industry but again there's really only six or so that specialize in this and we work with three or four regularly and, and all six of them, you know, time to time that we just don't have a need for all six. So you know, swap through them. Absolutely. And there again, you know, the lending can be a much bigger conversation than what we have time for today. Yeah. But if you have the, the, like we talked about that 20% down, some 5% reserves, you focus on a turnkey provider that is, you know, quality, and you'll have to screen them, starting with the property, making sure that it's a really good property, and you have a good lender backed by good appraisers, then the next step should just be super easy. So we're focusing on we're focusing on turnkey. We talked about reserves, yep. um, down payment. Uh, we talked about having finding a turnkey provider, lending. What's the next step? Picking a house. It's that simple. 
you know, once you have a relationship with these turnkey providers, and by relationship, I mean you've vetted them, you've talked to them, you like the way they operate, they check all the boxes. The next step is as simp- simple as simply picking one of the houses that they have available. It's that easy. Within our business, and every turnkey provider is going to be different, what does, what, what does that look like when you're selecting a house? Well, for some folks, it's as simple as saying, I'll take these four houses, like, you know, our, our Domino's mm-hmm. client. Um, you know, he knows what he wants, and he watches our inventory um, on our website come and go, and when he sees one that tickles his fancy, he, he grabs it. So for some folks, though, they don't know what they want or they have real strict criteria. I wanted in, you know, this type of school rating system and this. And we'll help you with all of that. You know, we can, we will just select, a, help you select a house if you're, or you can pick one and we'll walk you through that process. But if you also don't exactly know and you want to understand more houses, the more we learn about what your needs are, what your goals are with your investment portfolio, the better we are at, at recommending. Now, one of the things I'm most proud of our team for is we are so low pressure. You know, this is about trying to help people reach their goals and become successful. So the more you tell us about you, the more we can find the right properties, and there's never any pressure from us. You know, I, I hesitate to say this, but it's true. We have more clients than available houses. So the problem is usually waiting uh, is Patience getting a house. Is a big, is a, it is. is a big thing. Yeah, because it's not like you can come to us and say, all right, I'm ready to buy a house. I need four of them. Well, it takes a little time for us to get that many because we have a lot of clients who come to us and say, yes, I'm ready for my next one. We have a lot of clients that are repeat buyers that they say, whenever you get, you know, one that you think I'll like, I'll take it, you know, and so. Which I think would be another caveat to real estate investors. If you go to a turnkey provider and say, hey, I want five houses and that turnkey provider looks at you and says, okay, here they are. Yeah, especially in today's day and age where demand is extremely high, deals are few and far between. If someone just is setting on those those homes, I think that that's a red flag. Yeah, unless there's a reason behind it. You know, we've we've had people who um, and there could be legitimate reasons. Yeah, but but you're right. I mean, if they can repeatedly just have houses sitting on the shelf available for you, something with the demand going in our industry, something's not right there. So just pay attention to that. But, you know, selecting a house, um, once you've got the turnkey provider that you want to work with, selecting a house, having conversations with them, finding out more, or just doing it. You know, we ended that last you know episode with, with us talking about just go out there and do it. You know, as long as it's a, a good house and a good provider, to me, they're all trinkets. They all do start to look very similar to me, and it's about just doing it. So if you're trying to wait to find the exact per- perfect house, you're never going to get into it. Well, and at the end of the day, I mean, if you don't actually get off the sidelines and do something, why, why you know, waste your time? We've, we've seen it at many um, real estate conferences where we've had some of the same people come up to us for a decade and have never bought. Correct. And I don't, I don't understand why. I've got a lot more to do with my time than just show up for a weekend seminar or a real estate conference, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna be a real estate investor, you at some point in time you got to pony up and you got to stop dipping your toe into the shallow end. Yeah. And you gotta you, you really got to do it. It's interesting, you know. Say ten years later, um, I'm picturing um, 
someone in particular who I know, keeps coming. I know exactly who you're talking keeps about. Keeps coming up, mm-hmm. up to us. I love talking to them. They love talking real estate. They've never done anything. But to see them in stuck in the mud in that same spot, whereas the person I met the year before at that same conference is coming up to us and is telling us, hey, I've got two properties in Jacksonville. I've got the three in Indy with you guys. I've got all this cash flow. I'm looking to retire five years earlier than I was because I'm going to have cash flow when I, you know, when I reach retirement age. And then you've got stuck in the mud over here who's been there literally 10 years talking to us about real estate and how they're going to do it. Um, it's it's, it's easy of, for me to say on this show, but I can see the guy that you're talking about. I'm always so nice, you know, yeah. in person. But you know, I walk away thinking, I feel bad, man. You poor bastard. Let's, I know. It's time to. It's time to do it or don't. Correct. And and you know, at these conferences, the other thing that I don't get a lot of is people coming up to us with like regrets that come up to saying, in Jack, uh, you know, I bought in, in Cleveland and uh, you know. Charlotte, man, I just wish I wouldn't have bought bought in Charlotte or anywhere. I just wouldn't. I wish I wouldn't have gotten into this. Can you help me get out? I mean, we have people who exit because of reasons, or they get burned by a turnkey provider. But rarely have I ever heard anyone come up with a regret for going and diving into this. You know, and sometimes I think people are are quick to buy into that. I'm going to get rich overnight mentality, and I think it's important to 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 mention that we believe in buying and holding um, long-term investments. It's not super sexy. You know, people see, you know, different podcasts or, you know, flip this house type shows and they think about, you know, getting rich overnight. You and I both have had portfolios of real estate, you know, uh, without each other, we have a portfolio of real estate together. And I know what that has done for our success in a short period of time. I mean, it, it, it goes quick and that, that goes to your point of just do it is I feel like that I can't believe that, you know, I, we, we've been in this for 20 years each where I see, you know, it went by super fast, but I see the benefits to a person's net worth and long-term plan. You know, I've got LLC set up for my girls that, you know, that have, you know, have houses in them. It really gets to the point where you just, you gotta, you gotta go. It's uh, that's a great point. You know, this is not about trying to get rich quick um, or trying to show off. I mean, sure, you can brag about your portfolio to your friends and that that's fine. But the truth is, this is about building wealth and wealth building is boring. It just is. And this is about not just getting rich or trying to make X number of dollars. This is about building true wealth, the kind of generational wealth that most people never get to experience we're talking generational passing down like you said to your kids my kids and if you have that long-term outlook you're going to be so happy with investing in in turnkey real estate single family homes so you know so again to summarize go out there look for turnkey you know screen them really well um, get a lender that specializes in what we do um, then pick a house with your turnkey provider and go out and then repeat and just make it happen. Which that is the, the, the last step. Number six is repeat. repeat. Correct. Don't just do one. No. I mean, yes, get comfortable with one, get to know the lay of the land with your turnkey provider, the property manage the ensuing property management that comes along with the turnkey Correct. provider. But then at that point in time, it's time to really build your portfolio and repeat. You know, sometimes we have people that do three or four in the beginning all at once, but really what would you say the percentages are that someone just starts with one house? 
I'd say most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, over 50%. But, you know, it, and it's, again, you've done, these are six easy steps. This is not hard to do. It's genuinely not hard to do. But you think it, this part's easy. Doing it later is even easier. You've already vetted all the teams. You've got everyone in place. Repeating will literally be as simple as picking up the phone and saying, Scott, I want that other house. Click. And then we call you when it's time to close. Now, a good turnkey provider will still communicate with you along through that process, send you halfway rehab pictures, rehab pictures, inspection reports. There's a ton of communication, but there's no work. You know, It's as easy as literally just doing it again. So the first time, it's very easy if you have a good turnkey provider, a good lender in place. The next time, it's... It's much easier. You don't have to do anything. Correct. So, you know, go out there, put put your team together, pick a house, call us. We're available with any questions or, you know, anything you need help help along the way with. Whether you buy from us or someone else, we're always happy to talk real estate. You know, there won't be any pressure just to buy with us. You know, it's something that we obviously enjoy talking about. We're happy to just sit there and talk real estate. So. That's the six easy steps to being a successful turnkey real estate investor. At the end, as Scott has said many times, just do it. Uh, we're excited that uh, you spent your, uh, your time with us today. We'll be on a new podcast here soon. Until then, happy vesting. We're the homeboys. Take care.